Hi, and welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. This podcast is all about how we can learn, grow, and strengthen from the challenges that everybody faces in life, valuing them as part of what makes us who we are and equips us for our future success. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, it's Toby Hazelwood here. And the subject of this podcast is around the idea that serenity and contentment comes from us being more comfortable with the middle in life. And that's to say that happiness doesn't rely on more, bigger, better or different than we have right now. In an era of goal-focused thinking, an age of endlessly comparing ourselves with everyone else, there's a danger, I think, that we can be seduced into thinking that happiness lays with achieving bigger, better, faster and more than we have right now. Our aspirations are shaped by the messages and the influencers who claim to have more of what we want, or what we should want, whether that's more opulent life, more freedom, tastier looking food, a better physique, or whatever else they can portray having, whether they have it or not. Thought leaders and gurus of personal development proclaim that if we aren't setting, monitoring, and revisiting our goals annually, monthly, or even daily, then we're wasting our precious time and drifting further from achieving our dream life. If we aren't employing the strategies, tactics and hacks of the greats and the good, then we should resign ourselves to remaining stuck where we are, stuck in the middle. I'm here today to defend the middle. I quite like the middle. Life is a roller coaster of ups and downs. When we're experiencing a high brought on by an exhilarating experience, a positive result from something we've done, an act or word of kindness from someone around us, it feels good. We feel the buzz and we revel in the joy, but it doesn't last. Sooner or later, we'll drift back towards the middle where we spend most of our time just chugging along. I suspect that this is the human nature's way of allowing us to adapt, and it's driven through the evolution of our brain over millions of years to adapt to the constant ups and downs that life throws at us. Likewise, when we experience a low, be that a disappointment, pain, trauma, failure or despondency, certainly it feels bad. Whether something we've done has backfired, or we've been let down by someone else, or perhaps the environmental factors around us have merely conspired against us, we're left to deal with the physical or emotional pain. There may be a period of analysis and soul-searching as we replay events in our mind and search for ways in which we could have done things differently. Whether we find the answers or not, over time we come back to the middle, where things don't seem quite so bad, the sky's blue, the sun's shining, and we feel better once again. The simple equation is the trade-off that most of us enjoy and accept, is that the highs won't last forever, nor will the lows. Taken to extreme, I presume that this is part of human nature, which, when artificially altered, or when it falls out of natural balance, can lead to addiction and mania on one end of the scale, and depression on the other. If you've spent much time chasing the highs of accomplishment, then perhaps you've been seduced by the messages of the aforementioned influencers and gurus. Maybe you've convinced yourself that happiness lays on the other side of accomplishment and growth. Perhaps you've flirted with addiction to chemical substances, or chased ever more exhilarating and dangerous pursuits in search of bigger and better and more sustained highs. Maybe you've just become disillusioned with the steady, sustained and solid, but possibly unexciting day-to-day pleasures in your life and found yourself craving something more. If you've battled with depression or anxiety, 
then maybe you've yearned for a lift in your mood and your outlook, craving what you think others consider as their steady middle. I've spent a few years feeling disillusioned with my life, feeling that I wanted more. I convinced myself that I needed the riches and the freedom of time and global movement. I pursued and embraced a number of business models, which you may also know as get-rich-quick schemes, in order to bring about these outcomes. And it took a great many disappointments, and a few successes along the way, to yield the lessons that made me appreciate that true happiness and fulfilment were within my grasp. All I needed to do was to reframe my perspective on the middle that is my life. Now I've experienced depression and I have battled through hard times and down times in life too, as I weathered the breakdown of my first marriage and navigated various other challenging times that followed. I've lamented that life wasn't easier or fairer, and while I sought and received valuable help to bring me out of this state, the key event was in coming to appreciate that the middle of my life gave me everything that I could ever want and need. I needed to stop looking for gaps in what I perceived I already had. The middle in life is underrated. Stoicism guides those who practice it and train themselves to not rely on the trappings of success, the support and input of others, or the presence of kindliness and encouragement in order to live a good life and feel happy and content. Buddhism teaches us that suffering is a constant in life and that attaching the attainment of happiness, fulfilment and inner peace to external factors, people or things is to be avoided. These philosophies and no doubt many others guide that fundamentally we should seek to rely on much more than we already have in order to feel happy. I don't misinterpret this as a directive not to aspire to achieve more and I don't take it as an instruction not to seek out the highs associated with accomplishment, excitement, attainment or stimulation. I'm certainly not discouraged from setting myself goals for personal growth, to do more, to be more or to become better in my life all round. Instead, I'm trying daily to reinforce my comfort, confidence and contentment in my baseline position. I'm focused on appreciating the middle of my life as much as I can. When times are bad and I'm battling disappointment and despondency, I'm trying to focus more on the middle. It may be seductive when caught in a slump to look to the high points and to aspire to those, or to feel bad because we're in a trough rather than on the crest. Whether the low is prompted by failure in business, an argument, an injury, negative feedback or simply boredom, I remind myself that I'll eventually and inevitably be back at the middle before long. The middle's comfortable, comforting and stable. It's the place where things are thankfully steady, maybe even mundane at times, but they are good enough. This is the baseline, it's home, it's the place where we come back to when the excitement of the highs have calmed and when the negative experiences and feelings have faded away. When we're resting in the middle, equilibrium has been achieved. It's a place of stability and calm where things naturally come to rest. It's the point at which our life truly reflects the composite of the standards that we hold ourselves to, the efforts we apply to our relationships, our diet and exercise, our work, the place where we live, how we live and what we do on a daily basis. This is the place where we'll stay, all other things being equal in our lives. The beautiful moment in life is when you realise that that place is good enough. This state of dissatisfaction may only come through iterations of tweaking, of changing things you don't like and doubling down on those that are working for you. Eventually though, you'll hopefully come to reach that point where you don't have to tweak or aspire to get more or to extend beyond the middle. You won't need more money to be contented. You'll feel grateful for your health and contented with your efforts to maintain it. 
You'll love your partner unconditionally and trust in their loving you back equally. You'll apply yourself to your work, satisfied in the reward you receive and contented in the difference you're making. Again, none of this comes at the expense of a desire to further grow and improve, but it does mean that you're contented with the place you'll fall back to if future ventures should falter or fail completely. One of the definitions of the adjective comfortable is as large as is needed or wanted. I wonder if that might be the definition of the comfortable life that we're driven to seek, rather than for comfortable to be equated with opulent, rich or successful. Surely it's preferable not to have to be to aspire to the biggest or the best and attaching your happiness to that notion. Maybe instead we should be content with aspiring to just having enough. In many cases, and certainly in my own life, I've found that this is represented by my own personal middle. It's the default place in my daily life where my basic requirements of life are met, and I have all that I really need to provide true and complete happiness and fulfilment. All I needed to do to realise it was to get out of my own way and allow myself to see and appreciate what I already have. We don't have to stop aspiring or working towards achieving more. Maybe, however, we'd be better off doing so from a place where we're already fully appreciative of all that we've all got already in our own personal middle. I hope you found that interesting and useful. And if you feel inclined to, I'd be happy for you to leave a positive review or to come back to me if you have any questions or thoughts. In the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood wishing you well and saying goodbye. Goodbye. This has been the Kintsugi Life Podcast from Toby Hazelwood. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful and I'd welcome feedback or contact from you to let me know your thoughts. You can reach out on toby at kintsugilife.co. Thank you.